Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, good morning, New Jersey. It's Thursday, December the 3rd. Welcome to the Jim Gerhardt Podcast. I'm Bob Williams. Here's our humble host, Jim Gerhardt. And Jim, another week has gone by. And <laughs> we're asking that crazy question, confusion. Has it become the new norm? Is confusion the new norm? Yes, absolutely it is the new norm. And that's a dangerous thing, really. Nobody knows now. I mean, it, Well, maybe somebody does, but I don't. And people I talk to don't really know day to day what's going on. To respond to what's going on with the virus, with the political scene, we don't know whether to do uh, what caca or go blind, I think the old expression is. Now, <laughs> being confused, I think, uh, sort of basic in psychology, the human mechanism demands some kind of certainty. This is why you have, for example, traffic lights, <laughs> so that you'll have some expectation of what's going to happen, and rather than certainly say an expectation, but we, we do want a certainty. And we're wired that way. Look what happens, uh, to rats, the, the old legendary rat in the maze thing. Once you confuse the rat, he goes nuts. Yeah. <laughs> he loses it because in human beings, we are programmed with a map of the world. We're given that when we're very young, some people say by, say by seven, but anyways, early. You're given a map of how the world works by the society, by your parents, what contacts you've had. And all through your life, your subconscious, that's kind of hardwired in. Now, the conscious part, the forward part of the brain, that can change its mind and react. But the other doesn't, or it's very, very difficult to change. And so one of the strongest of all human desires or drives is the need for certainty in, in their expectations. Now, if uncertainty drives lab rats crazy, I would think we are possibly right now, since this is going on in almost every area of life, we're going to come up with a, 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 a huge jump in uh, people visiting psychiatrists. I would put stock in psychiatry. I would buy stock in it yeah. because we're going to have a lot of people who are, are verging on psychopathology here with this. Uh and it plays havoc with the brain. It's nothing anybody's doing wrong. If you're confused, don't feel bad. This is perfectly neuroscientifically a normal thing for you to do. I, I noticed now in New Jersey, if somebody came up and put a gun at my head and says, okay, what are the restrictions today? I wouldn't know. Would Same. you know? No, I'm, I'm very confused. I mean, the governor just came out with uh, more travel restrictions, recommending that you don't travel out of state. Uh, unless you're working, uh, no, uh, you know, recreational visits to other states. I mean, I'm just, that's just one thing I'm confused about. I mean, the other things are, I mean, what can you do? I mean, uh, uh, you know, what are the restrictions? Uh, they just change the uh, outdoor settings. I mean, is it down to 25 people? And what what are the uh, nuances on that? I'm just very, very. And what is it, five people for Thanksgiving dinner? Something like that, yeah. I don't, I don't, well, look, uh, I hope this is not the harbinger of things to come in Los Angeles. I read this morning. I think this just happened this morning. They have imposed what amounts to martial law. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, period, is allowed to come out of their house except what's called essential workers, which would be responders. 
I'm yeah. assuming. Now, in addition to locking people in their homes, look what that does to, to their lives. The people who are in the enchanted kingdom, which is government workers, the people on the government tip will get paid to stay home, right? Because of their, their agreement. Other people will not get paid for it. Now, you right. talk about an inequity, but uh, that's what they're doing there. Now, if, is this the wave of the future, complete lockdowns in your home? Yeah. And for how long? I didn't see any great details about that. It's just do it. This right. is what Big Brother says. Go do it. We're, we're headed for a lot of trouble because there are people, say, we're, we're in between two totally diametrically opposed systems. One is the country as we knew it, as you and I and we oldies but goodies are wired, the America, and this new one coming in, which seems to be acceptable to young people because they've gone through almost a generation of brainwashing in schools, uh, accept this as a norm. Maybe they'll be okay, but I think for, uh, I was uh, looking uh, at a piece, which I naturally uh, put us, oh, here, here's, here's the thing. Uh, we're coming up close to uh, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor, December 7th. Right, Monday. Now, that was 70, what, nine years ago. That's mm -hmm. a long time. I remember it, though, as, as a child. But anyway, this was what was called the greatest generation. Now, we didn't always live up to these standards, but here we have uh, a, a, a culture in which we were taught that there was a love of country was big, sense of honor, your word was your bond, uh, you know, love thy neighbor, and, and this sort of, and we're kind of wired to that, although, as I said, we didn't all, you know, always live up to it, but that was the goal. Now, the goal is simply to get something, accumulate, get stuff, yeah. or be a rock star. You ask a kid what he wants to be, he wants to be a rock star. Uh, he wants to be an enormously wealthy, degenerate person, by, by our standards anyway. Uh, and so things have changed so much, and yet we're kind of here in a, in a chasm between these, these two ideological and sociological forces. So I, I, look, I, I think uh, this is going to take a, quite a, uh, what a, uh, have an effect on, on, on people's mental health. Now, now if you, uh, oh, here, here's something else that, that it's a little bit, well, it's off that subject a bit, but uh, I saw a story, and I believe that Governor Cuomo was given an award for his meritorious and heroic handling of the coronavirus. Oh yeah, he got a performance uh, as uh, you know, as uh, performing as a governor, right? He got an Emmy award for portraying a governor. <laughs> <laughs> for not, portraying, but uh, for, for not being one, but for portraying one. Right. Yes. That's that's uh, that's very revealing. The um, <laughs> the the thing I was telling you, I suppose now that you knew that that we just discussed. And you were a Martian or somebody from outer space. You were an anthropologist. You were sent here to observe life of these creatures on the planet Earth. Now, in your notes to send back to the mothership, uh, your supervisors, you would probably say, I observed this uh, during an epidemic among these creatures on Earth. And 
it, it is a very efficient way, apparently, to get rid of older people, because generally the people on Earth consider older people uh, at best an annoyance. And so what you do when they get very old and very ill, you put them in these like warehouses where they they're call them senior you know, facilities and so forth. And they all have very serious health problems and, and problems of aging, the debilities of age. Then once you get them in there, you find another group of people who have a very contagious fatal disease and you run them in there and then everybody goes. It, it's marvelously efficient. It's kind of like this uh, Emmanuel, the doctor Emmanuel, his proposal for Medicare that they should not do any kind of health care, eliminate health care for anybody over 70. <laughs> yeah. Convenient, let them just lie around in the streets, you know, when they drop over and then you're around somebody. Should, they, they come up and spray an X on them with right. orange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to expand on your uh, the confusion, uh, not yeah. only about the, the new travel restrictions that are being put in today. I'm just very confused about the education restrictions from district to district. I mean, what is the science that's being used to determine if a district is going to, to be all virtual? What are the risks? What, what's the criteria being used for certain sports teams not being able to be playing? I mean, all indoor sports have been suspended until yeah. at least early January. I'm very confused about that. What's the criteria behind that? And also, Jim, do you, do you think people are really going to abide by this? I mean, like we mentioned, you know, it's, it's over eight months now and people yeah. are pretty much doing the best they can. But they keep putting these restrictions in and they just keep extending it and say, oh, hang in there just a little bit longer. And, you know, with the, you know, with the uncertainty or, you know, people questioning about the, the, the validity of some of these vaccines. I mean, people are changing their minds right now. Oh, there's it was like a month ago. They saying, oh, I would never take uh, you know, a vaccine this soon. I, I would have to wait three or more four months. And now they're already rolling it out. And those that were against it last month are now in favor of it. I just don't know what people's motivations are, what their thinking is. That's my confusion. But, you know, my question to you is, do you think people are going to abide by these latest restrictions? Well, first of all, the experts are doing the career dance right now. Everybody's trying to cover their butt. I'm sure this Dr. Fauci has enjoyed being on television daily for a year. You know, it, it, it goes to one's head, I think, fame. Uh, <laughs> Talk, talk about power corrupting. I think fame has a way to tend in that direction, too. So everybody's trying to cover their butts and come up with new stuff to, to try to hold the job over into the next administration. And not, not just him, but I think everybody involved, because these are, these are people pursuing careerism on the public dime, and uh, they, they want to continue with that. So it's, there's no answer to your question. See, this, this is the root confusion. Nobody knows. I understand who's, I think the governor of Georgia had, was shaking his head yesterday saying, you don't know what to believe. Said there's so much false information out there. How, how do you winnow through this? Right. Um, so, and again, here's another thing coming up. You talk about confusion now with the president's people resisting, uh, admitting or, or uh, conceding the election. Wait till after that runoff election in Georgia. You ain't seen nothing yet with everything that's going on down there right now. And whoever loses that one is not going to be very graceful and get on the telephone and say, good luck with your new job. 
I think this will drag on too. So this is part of it. This is not only the corona thing. This is culturally. Look, what, what if you're wondering, when will I ever get back to work? Uh, will there be a job? Uh, and when? Or how, do I, how do I pay the mortgage? I mean, all of these. How do I take care of the family? Do the kids go to school? Do the kids not go to school? It just goes on and on and on. The, the, the mass confusion. So in answer to your question, there is no answer right now. We are simply awash. We, we are kind of, in a sense, like a, like a great ship, and it's heading toward an iceberg, and everybody knows it, but you get two factions on the ship. One says, turn to the left and avoid it. The other one says, turn to the right and go around it. But while they're arguing and debating, you run right into it, and, and that's the end of everything. But th this is kind of where we are now, and I, it's very difficult to look to the public officials for any kind of uh, satisfaction. Uh, so, uh, what, what? Now, you you had you had mentioned the president had uh, done a what he, was the medium yesterday? He did a uh, Facebook uh, post yesterday. It was about a forty-five minute uh, rambling about his complaints and his frustrations over the results of the election, and and about uh, not feeling they got a fair uh, a fair judgment on some of the states with the uh, with the allegations of fraud. Um, just went on for like 45 minutes. His frustration is still with him. And he said, you know, he, he, his mind is not going to change about it, uh, feeling that it's been a rigged election. And obviously he's mentioned that, you know, if the electoral college, uh, Joe Biden has been elected, he will certainly leave the white house. There's no question about that. So that basically, reduced, you know, people like, oh, you're going to have to send in the military to get this guy out of the Oval Office. So that basically just put it that way. But the question there, do you, do you think um, the, the president's refusal to accept what's going on, do you think that's giving a, a negative effect for the entire country? Do you think he's lost his grip? What, what, do, you, what do you think? Uh, is he taking the right approach on this? One one reason that it's it's very hard to discount the possibility of fraud is because fraud is possible. We know that. And anything that's possible likely is going to be done or there's a high chance of it. The president's response to this in trying to, as he says, let's take him at his word that they are at least part of his word, that this is to be sure that the electoral process from here on becomes honest by weeding out the, 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 the uh, you know, what's going on now, or what they allege is going on, the fraud. I was reminded of a, of a, of a line of a play by T.S. Eliot, the poet. T.S. Eliot wrote a play called Murder in the Cathedral. And this was about the murder of uh, uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury by three knights on behalf of King Henry II, I think it was. Be that as it may, the line from the play is, this last temptation is the final treason to do the right deed for the wrong reason. I think maybe there's a germ of right deed in what he's doing, but his presentation is, as usual, just way over the top. Right. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, it's hard to deny that with some of these accusations, somehow this should be played out. I don't know whatever happened to this woman, this lawyer who had all of this proof, and then it turns out, you know, what? Show us some. This is like this Schiff who kept saying, the Democratic congressman from California, 
He kept yelling that he had proof that Trump was in collusion with Putin and Russia, but there was never any. It's like Joseph McCarthy, though, I have 56 communists in the State Department. They had nothing. Uh, so this adds to the confusion. See, every, every course we go down, Bob, every avenue of discussion ends up with confusion because we do not know. Right. Now, um, another question uh, regarding the president. Um, he pardoned uh, General Flynn a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Next question is, that should he consider pardoning himself and his family against uh, future uh, charges of what have you? Well, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I had a, I had a naughty thought there. Uh, you, you, you self-pardon enough, you go blind. You keep self-pardoning. But uh, that's another thing. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he can, really. I, th I think there's some big legal question there, whether it's possible to, to do that to yourself or not. I don't know. I, the answer to everything, we could have gone on to this morning with all of the looking at current events, everything just saying, I don't know. Yeah. Because we don't. Right. We don't. Uh, we found a stat this morning um, as far as, you know, telling on your set your fellow citizens if you're violating the gathering laws or whatever uh dan alexander brought to my attention that a recent poll said that 70 percent of people said they will not cooperate with government contact tracers yes yeah. right like, where have you been uh, what you've been doing they're not gonna, yeah. they're not gonna cooperate and i can I understand, understand that sure i understand that sure we're, we're uh it's part of our culture that you don't rat out your your friends and your neighbors uh, and beside that, nobody has any great confidence that this is going to do any good anyway. I want to get to something. As long as we're on the subject of medicine and health, i got to sort of get this off because of an experience that I'm undergoing right now. I will say that my view of one of the most holy items on the progressive agenda that most of us have opposed, certainly this, this, this is a, a vain to conservatives, I think I'm now getting an appreciation of, and I'll tell you why. This has to do with medical care. And I'll give you an example. Uh, back in 2003, I had a bout of what's called atrial flutter, and it's nothing fatal except the possibility. It sets you up for the possibility of you could get a blood clot, you know, some part of your body that ends up causing real problems. It worked out fine. There was no problem. And uh, the cardiologist, I've been going to the same one. 16 years later, last November, about a year ago, I had another small bout of it. Now, in the meantime, I'd been put on a drug, which later we sort of abandoned because you figured you didn't need it. So anyway, this time again, they said, OK, let's be prudent. You're back to normal. Everything's fine. Uh, I'm going to give you this prescription for this particular drug and just do it. David, just in case, because, you, know, you know, everything is fine right now and has been for a year. But I, uh, you know, just take this. OK. And he said, it's very important that you take it now. Just be sure you do. Don't miss doses and follow the instructions and be religious in your 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 con consumption of it. So anyway, I'm running down and I called the pharmacy and uh, they said, oh, you have no more prescriptions. This was a week ago. And uh, it has to be renewed. He says, okay, he said, we'll call the doctor, which they do. So I called back a couple of days later. I said, is the prescription ready? They said, no, we called your doctor, but, but we've gotten no response. Said, well, maybe they're busy or something. So again, more time goes by. This time we're up to a week. I got two 
I got one day's dose left. And he says, no, well, we've called the doctor again. We get no response. So this morning, I decide I'm going to call the doctor. Now, here, here is the rub. Here, here's what happens. Uh, in the beginning, this particular doctor and his colleagues were in a group. All of a sudden, now they have joined a system. And the system has taken over. I call. Okay, I'm going to call the doctor's office. I call. The only number I get is to an operator. And I said, could you get me Dr. You know, Blank's office? Well, I can't do that. Uh, we can't go directly to it. I said, well, you know, somebody who works with him, anybody around, somebody in the building. Well, no, we can't do that. We have procedures. And I, I said, what is your problem? I said, I need a prescription renewed. The, the pharmacies call four times now and they get no response. They said, oh, well, we don't do it that way anymore. Now, nobody told me they didn't do that anymore. So here, I, she says, I'll put you on hold and you have to go to a some kind of a prescription operator or person. Uh, they had a name for the department. So uh, she said, I'll give you extension blank. Well, just fortunately, I wrote down the number. But anyway, she gives it. I'm on the phone 16 minutes. No answer. Finally hung up. I said, well, I'll call the original operator back and explain to her they're not answering the phone. Maybe that would help her with anybody calling for a similar thing. No, they're not there, not answering. I call back and I can't get the original operator. And I'm right there. The waiting time is 12 minutes. But, uh. So the point is that right now, I am in a situation, and this is not critical, but I am in a situation in which I cannot get in touch with a doctor who is a specialist dealing in what can be critical, a critical area. Right. But there's no way to communicate with him. I cannot get through. No way. Unless I run up to the office, which is at some distance, and bang on the door. Now, I have no idea if they're open, not open. I mean, it's an hour trip for what? But the, the point is, under this system, under this so-called system, this is what happens. Now, people argue and have argued for years against socialized medicine. I am right now inclined to favor socialized medicine, which I, I think most people with some kind of a conservative bent, even liberal people who are happy with healthcare the way it is. But this is what healthcare has become. Socialized medicine, to me, at least there would be some emphasis on healthcare. The emphasis now is purely on profit. The only reason I can see where you cannot see your doctor unless it's in person is because they make money that way. They don't make any money if they answer a question on the phone. Uh, and so, again, I'm probably not being as, uh, what, incisively coherent now as oh, I'd like. But it's distressing. It is absolutely distressing. You've had a problem. You've had problems like that. But the point is the medical system has gotten to this right now. Now, somebody, I was telling somebody about this, and they says, oh, no, socialized medicine is worse because God, you, you have to wait and wait. You get on a list. Try to get an appointment now. Yeah. The same doctor back in July, I wanted to get an appointment, a routine appointment scheduled, took two months. Right. And well, if you're really sick, go to the emergency room. Well, the, the, the basic thing is when you call a doctor in these systems, and most of them seem to be joining, it must be awfully profitable that way. And I've had specialists complain to me about it, that they no longer work in healthcare, they work in creating volume, as they say, that they're bound to do. But they've sold their practice and their soul 
to a profit-making system with somebody at the top making a pile of money while I and other people sit out there trying to get in touch with a doctor in a situation that could be critical and serious and are denied that access. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I, 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 another, just one more, I guess, nail in that, in my, my trust coffin in the medical system, went to a doctor I've been going to, general practitioner, internist called, for years. Everything was fine. All of a sudden, he gets an assistant. So I go in. Now, what would you do, Bob? Say you're a doctor. I go in as a patient, and he goes through, take the blood test, and then claim to the insurance company that he did a full physical. He didn't do a damn thing, except listen to, breathe deeply one time, felt my ankle, and said, you're in great shape. But I said, he said, yeah, any problems? I said, well, I'm having a little problem. I'd like to get somebody to look down my throat. I'm having, you know, occasional little hoarseness and some uneasiness down there and a little problem sometimes swallowing. If you were a doctor, what would you do? I would add it to your bill as a, uh, an added <laughs> No, I'm talking about if you, if you as a person, if somebody comes to you and says, I have this problem and you're a doctor, what do you do? I would probably, uh, you know, refer you to a specialist or something. I don't know. Well, you see, that's where I'm lost. First thing I do would say, OK, open your mouth. I want to take a look down your throat. I'm a doctor. Well, they've, got, they've got procedures going on. This is revealing. You've seen more doctors lately than I have. It's very oh, rare yeah. that I you. You've been through a lot of it. And yet you never thought of that as a doctor. <laughs> say, open your mouth. I want to take a look. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, but the, then, well, what, what the hell is going on here? It defies medicine cannot be any different, cannot be any worse than this. And also, it's going to be a heck of a lot cheaper. Especially, you know, for people on Medicare and the like. Or I, I guess this would be kind of like Medicare for everybody. I'm all for that. Well, this, system has, this system has pooped in its own nest. And it's all for money. Everything is money, money, not health care. I've had doctors, I've had, I think of three who've said that. And, and the last one I went to, this is for sort of a routine check for, for, it was a dermatological thing, actually. The good doctor that I've trusted for years. He apparently has not joined a system yet. But he was shaking his head and saying, I, this corporate medicine says I, I can't. I think he must have been thinking about it because he was stewing. You know, he didn't look forward to having to to get into corporate medicine rather than human medicine. I, I got to see the rewritten Pythagorean oath that they take. So every everything, everybody is. I'm not, I reminded of a song. There's even a hit song about what's going on in America. We talked a moment ago about what people want, their ambition, not to be of any service or any use, but to be rich and to have all of these things. A person is known by their stuff that they've accumulated yeah. in our culture. Remember the old song? This, I guess, goes back Ruby and the Romantics. Uh-huh. Our day will come when we'll have everything for 1995 plus shipping and handling. Remember <laughs> that? That was a big hit. It was, yeah, that was yeah. a great hit. And, and that should be the theme song. That should be the national anthem. Okay, I've got to rest my case. I, well, I really, hey, I, I really I got ripped by that, that business this morning. How, how have we gotten to this point that one's health does not make a damn bit of difference? It's only a vehicle for creating profit for a corporation. Right. Well, I shouldn't okay. be surprised. Well, and, and it's, it's going to get worse because the corporations are more and more in the catbird seat and we are not resisting. 
So my, my answer to the medical system, health system, <coughs> is a certain finger, I won't mention which one, is a sign, and a consignment to you know where, and go pound you know what, I'm simply going <laughs> to make myself healthy. <laughs> I'm going to concentrate on health, which I've done pretty well. Uh, somehow, as of the, in about three weeks, I will have marked my 90th anniversary on the planet. Now, those who like the good doctor, Emmanuel, and all, who like me to go away. But uh, unless you contrive <laughs> some more acceptable way to me than uh, by denying medical care, I, 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 I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to go around. You can watch. The pharmaceutical industry can sit there and say, why isn't he taking pills? Ha ha. Okay, well, I rest my... Well, I'll tell you, I think we've kept with our theme, which we began. <laughs> Confusion has become the norm. Everything we've discussed this morning is that, and we haven't come to any conclusions or any solutions. We've just uh, basically just demonstrated that confusion is the rule of the roost. Uh, from and as I said, most seriously, this is bad. Not having, not having reasonable expectations, is very debilitating on, on our system, on, on our, our, our the, the workings, the wirings of, of our our fundamental parts of our brain. Yeah. And so, just be very careful. Recognize that you may be feeling things, and this may be making you have thoughts and all that a little bit out of the norm. But just think, there's nothing wrong with you. It is the system that is so royally bollocked up. We, and we'll see what happens next week. We'll come back and see how much worse it's gotten. Yes, pretty much. Well, hey, uh, thanks. It's nice thanks. to be encouraged. It feels so good to be encouraging. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for everybody for being here this morning. Thanks yeah. to. Alexander, Lou Hockman, behind the scenes, putting the uh, podcast together for us every week. You can uh, watch this on demand anytime you want at nj1015.com and on any of uh, the station applications and all of their uh, their uh, formats. So we'll be here every Thursday, 1030 next uh, week. Till then, have a great week. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Us all. <laughs>